0: oh hey what's up man
1: oh my god hey (laughs) i'm emily i'm claire this is emily and claire
0: wow amazing
1: i know so this week we watched episode eight the winter solstice part two avatar roku And then episode 16,
0: The Deserter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And these two episodes are part of our top four for our personal rankings of this season. It's numbers three and four.
1: Honestly, I'm so excited to, like, get book one over with. I realized (laughs) when watching these episodes, I was like, I mean, they're good, but, like, I don't know. This is the
0: best we've got. Yeah,
1: and on top of that, it's, like, Each episode, I'm like, why do the characters look like
0: this? Like, what's off about it? Dude, Avatar Roku was like truly wild.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like maybe it's because towards the end of Avatar, like maybe in book three, a majority of the episodes are done by one studio so it looks more consistent. And like, I always watch book three during my rewatch so that I'm like used to that style. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's so. Like, scary <laughs> watching Avatar
0: like, Roku. Really weird to me that I never recognized this before. I never realized that in some episodes they look super unfamiliar to me, like, until rewatching it this time around.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like, especially when we were talking about it with each other, we would always be like, oh, well, like, that was good, but is it just me or does the character animation look weird like Mm -hmm. you know i think it was only when i would talk about it with you when i really noticed yeah okay so um our bottom episode is avatar roku so we should start with that one i will read the synopsis during the winter solstice, Aang must travel into the Fire Nation, which wants to capture him, to communicate with his predecessor, Avatar
0: Roku. Yeah, pretty true. Okay, I think the reason that I, I, when we were doing the rankings, that I regarded this episode so highly is because it gets really epic, right? Like, there's, like, twists and turns, like, Zuko does the smokescreen, but Zhao finds him anyway, and then blah blah blah, like, the sage betrays the other sages, and then like Aang is inside but Roku comes out and destroys the whole temple and it's like really crazy and like yeah that pretty much still hit for me like it was dramatic it was like fun it was like adventurous you know but also the beginning was like kind of boring <laughs> well also this is part two
1: of like a two-part Yeah, what do you call it? Like, I think this is you know, like how for seasons there's the finale, and then in the middle of a season they have like a big event that happens. Sure. Like you know how in book three, um, Day of Black Sun is the two-parter, like Mm -hmm. thingy. I think that watching Avatar Roku without having watched what's the episode before this, the Spirit World. The
0: Spirit World.
1: Yeah, like I totally forgot. That's how he finds out about the Fire Sage Island. That like a
0: dragon comes to him in the spirit world and touches that like whisker thing to his forehead, and then he has the vision of the comet.
1: Yeah. So when it started, I was like, "Wait, what's happening? Where are they going?"
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just thought like the beginning of the episode was so like weirdly kind of stilted. Like he's like, "Come on, Appa, let's go!" And then Katara and Sokka like, "No, don't!" And then Aang says it's too dangerous and they're like no at least not without us and i was like this vibe is so strange like can we just get to the epic parts
1: (laughs) yeah and then like they started flying and they encountered the blockade with Mm -hmm. Zhao and zuko which fun fact for this episode the guy who voices admiral Zhao, or i guess right now he's still a commander It's the same guy who plays Lucius Malfoy in Harry Potter.
0: Yeah. Wait. You know what I was thinking during this episode? Like, wow, the voice actors, or during these two episodes, actually. I was like, wow, the voice actor for Zhao is doing a great job. He really gives it his all. Yeah, like, it just sounds like good acting. Like, he sounds menacing. He sounds like he's actually Zhao. Versus, like, Roku, like... He sounds good for the character, but also it's like a little hard to listen to because he talks like
1: this.
0: And he but then like Zhao, I was like, oh my God, I'm really feeling it. He was doing a great job. Except there are some parts where I'm like,
1: like I don't know. It's kind of funny the way he talks, especially in um, Siege of the North. When the moon reappears, he's like, it can't be. And like, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> That's funny. Um but yeah I was so shocked about that. like I think there's so many famous who do like roles in Avatar like mm-hmm. I know that in book 3 the female prison guard who gives food to Iroh is like mm-hmm. Serena Williams yeah. and it's like Mark Hamill is somehow Firelord <laughs> Ozai
0: that is so funny
1: It's just crazy to me like I don't know I I was especially shocked when finding um, out about Zhao because I didn't realize like that knowledge I had yeah, stored in the I back didn't know of my that brain. Until yeah. just
0: now. That's cool.
1: Mm-hmm. But um, I really liked the blockade scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just like when he's like, "No, let them pass." I was mm-hmm. like, "I know, I know what he's he's like." I really like Zhao as, an, as a villain because I think that he's actually intimidating, like mm-hmm. you said, like. Ozai being the big final boss, that's, like, fine. But (laughs) truly, when I think of Avatar villains, Zhao is above Ozai.
0: Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Ozai is just there to be a constant throughout the story. And then at the end, they're like, oh, guess we have to deal with this guy. Like, you know, he's not there to be, like, a special super boss. Like, yeah. Anyway, he's just a normal. Which is crazy
1: because he doesn't even appear in this season until like the very end but he doesn't even
0: really like appear it's just his uncle is a traitor or something your brother is a failure and i'm like oh mark hamill
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, except for the part in like when ang's talking to roku Mm -hmm. they show that scene of like ozai just being Monster and just like like, breathing. breathing. Yeah, I was like, what is this? (laughs) Is this what Ozai's supposed
0: to be? That Ozai compared to like like that first glimpse at Ozai in the whole series versus like how we know Ozai is gonna turn out to be. I'm like lame. So (laughs) embarrassing for Ozai.
1: (laughs) I know, so embarrassing. Yeah. Um but yeah, there was like so much in the latter half of this episode that really resonated
0: with me. Wait, before we move past the blockade, I thought that the blockade was, like, a great scene. Like, I don't know, it was, like, written well and, like, directed well. Like, I don't really know how to comment on these things because I don't know, like, what a writer or director necessarily contributes to the final product, like, exactly. But, like, the part when Zuko passes and it's, like, ding, and it shows, like, Zhao looking down at him and it's, like, ding, and it shows, like, Zuko looking up at Zhao, like, the tension in that moment, I was, like, ooh, like, spicy. (laughs) Um, I just thought it was like really good and the way that like Aang and Zuko are both passing the blockade and like both of them are not supposed to be in Fire Nation territory like there's like parallels there you know and then like Iroh the whole time is like Zuko like don't do it and Zuko's like I'm sorry uncle (laughs) and he's like (laughs) Zuko's like oh my god like what's Commander Zhao thinking and I was like oh let me tell you his exact plan like this is exactly what's gonna happen like it was just -hmm. I just thought it was a great scene all around And I also thought it was funny, sorry, mm -hmm, that right, like, literally the second that the gang passes the blockade, it's like, duh, we're free, even though they're, like, right (laughs) because the catapults only go one way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was gonna say that I really, I don't know, sometimes when I'm rewatching Avatar, I I forget how stupid Zuko is, or not stupid, but, like. In that scene where he's like, "Oh, father will understand why I'm coming home," mm-hmm. and I was like, "No, he won't." Yeah. Like, I don't know who you're talking about, but that's yeah. not my brother. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh right," Zuko's he's like, just a still, kid. He's a kid, and he still has so much faith in right. like his dad, and right. I guess the fire mission. Like, he hasn't
0: been disillusioned by right. the war and stuff. Yeah. And then also the last thing about the blockade, I forgot that Sokka just like free fall. Yeah, I don't know why they put that in, but like, great for building up the tension. It it's like tempting for me to be like, oh, like, Sokka fell and they like didn't even hesitate to go and like save him, and then, oof, it's like tense moment avoided. But like Zuko, like Iroh was like, don't do it, and he was like, no, I'm sorry, Uncle, I'm gonna do what I want, nah. And then he just went. It's like ooh, the parallels, but also the contrast between the two. Yeah, <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I did not think that when watching.
1: What I thought was, man, how come this doesn't happen more often? Because, like, when they're sitting in the saddle, off. yeah, it's not <laughs> like there's any barriers, you know? Mm. I
0: was like, oh, yeah, why do- why don't they fall out of this thing more? Mm. So I thought it was funny that it ended Emily said, give the me show. more action, have them fall off more.
1: Yeah, man. And Claire <laughs> was like, the contrast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm confused. So the island, what is it called? Crescent Island, Mm -hmm. where the Fire Sage Temple is. Mm -hmm. Is that a different island than where right? Is it the same or is it different?
0: Wait, I don't know. I was also thinking that.
1: Because the volcano and like, they were like, oh, Avatar Roku. Yeah. So I was like, is this supposed to be... But I don't know. I was really confused. I don't think it is because... They destroy the island, and then in book three, Aang like goes to the same island. Do they go to the same island? Yeah, because during the Fire Lord and uh, the Avatar, like they take him, and then Toph's like, "There's hundreds of like houses buried here." Yeah, yeah, I know, but like that's Crescent Island. No, I I meant they go because like you know how it's destroyed in this episode. Yeah. So I don't know, but I was like this is so confusing.
0: Agreed. I liked I thought that like, okay, in the first half I thought a lot of the drama was like stilted and weird, like I said, right? But then in the second half, I thought that the drama was like pretty good, like the blockade part, and then when they first arrive at the temple and the stages are like, let's fight. And then he's like, No, I'm the Avatar, and it goes, We know. Commercial break. I was like, Ooh, tension, conflict. That was like really good. And then like also when Zhao is like Like, Zuko's like, you're too late, blah, blah. And Zhao's like, yeah, but you'll have to come back out. Commercial break. And I was like, ooh.
1: I know. They love their cliffhangers, like, right before a commercial break. And it's so funny because watching on Netflix, it's just like a fade to black and then, oh, the scene. And I was like, oh. (laughs) But um, I really like the idea of, like, the Fire Sages. Like, it makes sense. But I'm sad that they turned evil. Like, why can't there be fire nation people like i know in book three there's so many good fire nation people mm-hmm. but like i was like damn you guys are supposed to serve the avatar but you turn evil because you're fire nation people mm. so sad so sad except for that guy shyu
0: that's his name shyu
1: that's what the um closed caption said mm. it was like shyu and i was like oh cool also it's so funny because The scene where they're like, Get the Avatar and Mm. then Shayu like takes them into the hidden passage. Mm. There's like a fire sage who's like, Find him. But the person wrote Zhao says that and I was like, Wait, what? He got there already? (laughs) No. I thought it was kind of funny.
0: Oh, that is funny. So you know when they have to open the door with like the five fire blasts and then Sokka comes up with his plan to put like the not bombs but like explosives in. Yes. And then it like doesn't work and stuff. I thought that that was, like, a great arc of, like, wow, you're a genius. Oh, no, it didn't work. Okay, here's how we can reapply, like, I don't know, a concept or something. And I was like, wow, that's great. But also the timeline of it is, like, so unrealistic. Like, the guy's, like, they're going to hear the explosions and come running. And it, like, explodes. And then they're there for, like, ten minutes being, like, oh, no, like, what do we do? Yeah. So, anyway, I thought it was, like, really great. But also there was, like, a little thought in the back of my mind, like, wait, how do they have the time for this?
1: I like how the people who created the show constantly bring back these things that they like set up in earlier episodes. In this episode, when Aang couldn't open the door because he couldn't, like, he wasn't a seasoned avatar, it reminded me of is it? I always forget which air temple it is, but the one with the inventor. Is that what it is? Yeah, like, um, the kid, I also don't know his name. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, I've always wanted to go into this room but only like an airbender can open Mm -hmm. it and stuff like that. I'm like, I I love this. I love it when they like bring back stuff because I'm like, it mattered. It wasn't just for a one-off episode. You know? Same World building. Yeah, and same with the light that has to hit um, Avatar Goku's statue.
0: And Um, then later Zuko like finesses it with
1: his like reflection thing. Yeah, Zuko's so smart. But I also yeah. like what Aang says in that episode. He's like, monkey feathers. I'm like, LOL. Is cool. this what the young ones say? <laughs> hotman. Yeah, hotman I don't flameo. I don't know what that is, hotman. when he's like, flameo hotman. Yeah.
0: The next thing I was like, going to say actually relates to the light on the statue thing, like, I feel like in both of these episodes, you really feel Aang's like, impatience, and he feels so young. Same with Zuko, like they both feel really young because they're both still kind of like naive and impatient compared to like the end of the series. And Aang goes into the room and he's like, immediately, he's like, why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? Shouldn't it be working? Why isn't it working? Oh my god, it's not working. Oh my god, it's not working. Oh wow, wow, why is it? Was it gonna work? And then it just like works two seconds later. And I was like, dang, like, Aang is still like young and impatient. And then thinking about, like, later when Zuko finesses the light on the statue thing with his sword mm-hmm. or something, it's like, ooh, like, evolution, <laughs> growth, you know? Um,
1: I, I always kind of forget how y- young Aang is, because mm-hmm. he's so mature for his age, especially in the later mm-hmm. seasons, like, when he's giving that, mm-hmm. you know, air nomad monk wisdom to, like, everyone. I'm like, dang! hang level head on his shoulders but then in book mm-hmm. one not only is he like more immature you know but his character design like besides his um air nomad like garb mm-hmm. i think that the way that they draw his face is more like round and his eyes are more um like big and expressive and i appreciate stuff like that because I think that character design is really important in, like, storytelling, but also it's fun to go back to these episodes and actually see, like, a difference, you know? Mm -hmm. That's me pretending to be smart.
0: (laughs) But that's also me wondering if it's just, like, like, especially in the Avatar Roku episode, I was like, whoa, his eyes look crazy, Mm -hmm. like, whoa. Like, if it's, like, a certain studio. They're like now he's older so let's make him less round you know mm-hmm. dude this uh-huh. studio thing has been blowing my mind like wow it makes so much sense
1: I knew I that I was actually- it was a thing especially because like in anime I know that for long running shows they're constantly like I guess handing the baton over to other studios to animate. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't surprised but at the same time I was surprised to see the post detailing like exactly what made it different mm. from other studios mm. but with zuko's character design it's like kind of funny because i've seen edits where it's just like what if you just take off the ponytail part and it's just like his head and i'm like lol but there are times in the show where for some reason his face looks so small for his head And then I'm like, oh, maybe it's because he's, like, bald, so there's no
0: hair, so it feels like it's off. No hairline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His hairstyle is truly whack. I would love to see it on, like, a real-life person for once to see, like, where they came up with this. Like, is it a thing? Would it look normal? Like, why is he so bald except for that one diamond on the back of his head?
1: Yeah, I want to know why they specifically chose that hairstyle. Because in the flashbacks, and like, Zuko alone, he has the rest of his hair, But when he's banished, it's like shaved off, so I don't understand, like, what the
0: significance is. Shrug. Shrug. Okay, so more about the Avatar Roku episode, right? When Aang is talking to Roku, Roku's like, well, this comet is coming and you have to learn all the elements and defeat the Fire Lord before the comet arrives. And then Aang is like, what that's so crazy and Roku's like yep you're right this normally takes years and years to master but you have to do it in one year like one summer and Inga's is like what (laughs) and then he goes but don't worry I know you can do it and if it had just been left at that I would have been like what the so annoying like substantiate that you know but he adds like I know you can do it because you've done it before and then I was like oh so <laughs> I good I know I know I was like he's the avatar there's the avatar cycle like all this stuff and I was like yeah I it's love just like that in that moment like, yeah me too all that stuff kind of like comes together it's like really like the spirituality thing that like okay okay so I was talking to my friend about avatar right and she was like honestly like I think it's like kind of overhyped like it's like like what really makes it like so 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 good like so much better than any other show. And I was like, you know what? Like that's pretty fair. I feel like 70% of like what makes Avatar like so incredible to me is that it's like good writing and direction and all this stuff and it does all the things that a good show should do, you know? Like theoretically, if every show on this earth were good, they would all be like 70% they would hit that 70% mark of like what makes Avatar so amazing, you know? It's like the character arcs and like I don't know, like all this stuff, the music, like the direction and all this stuff, every show theoretically should do that, and Avatar just fulfills that, so that's like, wow, great job, you really, truly did it, but then there's like this extra 30% that I personally think comes from the treatment of spirituality in this show, like the way that they stick to like, like, I don't know, like everything's connected, like in the swamp, they're like, oh, it's all one big tree, which is like insane, but like, okay, sure, and like, you know, it's kind of, like, weird, but, like, the fact that it's, like, there, or, like, I don't know, like, hey, by the spirit of the forest, like, when when the people on Earth are, like, disrespecting the forest, hey, by the forest spirit gets angry, but then he learns about, like, the rebirth, and then he's, like, tame and stuff. Like, you know, like, all this like, spirituality stuff, that, I think, really, really sets Avatar apart from, like, any other show, maybe not any other, but lots of other shows, that extra, like, 30%. And I think that, like, in this episode, when he's, like, I know you can master all the elements before summer because you've done it before. I'm like, dang. Yeah. Like the previous lifetimes, like the wisdom that will come from like knowing your ancestry or like the avatar cycle is like real. And like the people are within you and like all this like balanced stuff. Like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah. And I feel that 30%. Yeah.
1: I think that what you said, it's not that avatar, I guess, like the entire show like episode by episode is vastly mm-hmm. superior to other shows i think mm-hmm. that like the show in its entirety is really good because of the way that they utilize like the space that they have okay for example i was watching rick and morty recently like re-watching mm-hmm. the series and mm-hmm. i think that A lot of people really like that show because every episode, especially in seasons one and two, are so good. Like Mm. I would say that each of those individual episodes is like equal Mm. to like a finale in Avatar, in that like Mm. they're so jam-packed with everything that when you watch that one episode, you're like, Whoa, like that was so good. Mm. And then to watch another Mm. episode right after that, that's like that level you know Mm. that's why so many people are obsessed with it and that's why these um later two seasons season three and four were like kind of disappointing to some people because Mm. i think the level at which they kind of like set up the premise for like each episode kind of became more like you know Mm -hmm. it became more like oh la-di-da-di-da like let's just do these Mm -hmm. things and like It didn't really have a lot of, like, impact to, I guess, the lore of the story, you know? But Mm -hmm. I think that Mm -hmm. that's fine. Like, I don't need every episode, essentially, to be jam-packed with things. And I think, Mm -hmm. actually, I prefer it when it's like that, because then it makes the finales all the more, like, epic and interesting, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, when re-watching Avatar, I was surprised by how many episodes there were that I was like, oh, like, I don't really care about this episode. Or, oh, I don't think mm-hmm. that episode's that good. And I would keep mm-hmm. going back to the finales, you know? But then watch mm-hmm. episode's, like, I guess, The Deserter, which we watched in for this episode. I think that because The Deserter isn't, like, the same level of stakes as, like, um, a finale, you know? Where it's mm-hmm. not, like, immediately they're going to fail at everything if they don't mm-hmm. accomplish it within that episode. It makes for a more, like, relaxing watching but also Mm. it makes me feel like oh they lead like regular lives outside of always having to save the world Mm. I see yeah um I mean obviously Rick and Morty is a great show but I just think that there's so much at stake when you have to constantly satisfy your viewers with like each episode having to outdo the last that and a show more like this where it's more kind of, like, spaced out, makes it, like, it makes me remember it fondly. Like, even though I don't think mm-hmm. book one is as good as, like, book two or book three, I still think, mm-hmm. like, it's pretty good because it sets up things that come back later, you know? hmm Yes.
0: Definitely. I only have one last thing to say about Avatar Roku, the episode, which is, did he really have to destroy the temple? <laughs> Like, I just wonder why. Like, was it just so it would look epic is my question. Yeah,
1: or maybe because, like, I was thinking about that, too. But imagine being Avatar Roku
0: and finding out the fire sages betrayed, (laughs) you know, his reincarnation. I was thinking that, but I feel like that's something that the writers didn't necessarily feed to us and that we kind of have to like extrapolate to be like, well, it's probably because of this, but like really a big reason might just be so it looks awesome.
1: It did <laughs> look so cool. It looked so awesome. Oh my god, when the gates open and it's Avatar Roku, I was like, "Wow,
0: yeah. this is so <laughs> good." Yeah. And then I really like the way that he like sends out the fire and it breaks the chains only off soccer and guitar. And it's kind of like, wait, what? But then also it only breaks the chains off Zuko and he like, bah, takes off running. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you know, I was nice. like, that's the balance of the world, man. Like, soccer and guitar go free, Zuko also goes free. Yeah. And then I always say this like, I'm a sucker for how whenever they do bending, they like finish out the move, mm-hmm. you know, like the masters and stuff. He like does a thing where he like lowers his hands and like you can see him exhale. Before like all the air sucked back in and he turned into Aang. and I love, I love when they include that. Like, and they'll include it in like the weirdest, smallest moments, but it makes me be like, yeah, they're like bending masters, like they understand their craft. And also, the creators put effort into doing this. Like, I remember in Bato and the Water Tribe, Ang like gives uh, Appa some hay. He like air bends hay over, and even then he's like, whoo! He like, exhales and puts his hands down. I'm like, yeah, bending is a discipline. It's an art form.
1: Yeah. Uh, kind of annoyed that we had to bring up Bato of the Water Tribe and say something good <laughs> about that episode. <laughs> Cyberbullies. Um, yeah, I really like that scene. I think it's so good. Every time I watch it, I'm like, this is truly an amazing scene. And it shows, mm-hmm. like, okay, I know I like critiqued this aspect of Avatar in our last episode of this podcast, but in scenes like that, where Avatar Roku just like single-handedly, not only drove off, like, the fire sages, but Mm -hmm. basically destroyed the temple. I was like, I understand what powerful benders are. Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) But but also, isn't it kind of funny that he died because he couldn't, stop the power of a volcano but then he utilized that same power this time (laughs)
0: don't say that that's not the same the volcano was like actively erupting (laughs) dude and there's like a bunch of people no man i just mm. or why didn't
1: he just like leave the island yeah that's the biggest question
0: (laughs) he loves his island so much i'm
1: like bro your wife is still alive it's not like there's anything on this island you need to protect except i guess your house
0: Maybe he was trying to stall so everyone had the time to, like, get But
1: couldn't he just, you know, in Siege of the North, when Kaiju Aang does, like, that waterbending move that forces all the ships to go really far?
0: Couldn't Avatar Roku just do that? What do we know about being a fully realized <laughs> avatar? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, Want to move on to the Deserter? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'll read the okay. synopsis. So
1: episode 16, The Deserter. Aang and the others slip into a Fire Nation town so you can observe firebending firsthand. But their plans go quickly wrong and they must seek refuge.
0: Dude, okay, watching this episode, I really felt what you were saying about, um, you know, like Avatar, watching Avatar Roku, it was hard without watching the spirit world before it. Mm -hmm. Watching this episode, I was like, why are they in the Fire Nation? Yeah. (laughs) I I was also looking at the names of the episodes before it and I was like, Why does that lead them into the Fire Nation? Like, why are they there? I was so confused. Yeah.
1: It's weird that this book is water, but, like, you know, they don't really spend that much time. because
0: they have to cross from pole to pole. I know.
1: But I feel like, especially in uh, book two, Earth, they spend a lot of time because Aang has trouble with earthbending, you know? Right. Whereas, I don't know, I just feel like he picked up waterbending so fast. Mm-hmm. But that might be because Katara and he didn't, it, it wasn't, like, his direct opposite.
0: Right, right. Like, his thing was that he's, like, a natural at waterbending. Like, there's a whole arc where, like, Katara gets irritated. Ew,
1: is that, like, the waterbending scroll?
0: Yeah, I think so. Haha, <laughs> 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 good thing we didn't watch it. Yeah, I hate that episode. Literally? We don't even respect it enough to put it in the bottom of our ranking. Like we straight up just forgot it completely. Same with the Great Divide. Oh yeah. Which we just like purposely left that out.
1: Yeah. Okay. I wanna say that we purposely left out the Great Divide. We don't think it's a good episode and just left it in the middle. Yeah. Um, but for the deserter, you know how we were you were saying earlier that you really Think that Zhao is like a good voice actor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is Zhang Zhang like a stereotypical <laughs> Japanese samurai? Like he talks like this <laughs> from, the <laughs> from the diaphragm. Crazy from the diaphragm. Haven't you seen that? um It's like some stand-up bit
0: where this guy's like, "Why do all Japanese actors
1: talk like this?"
0: <laughs> you know, I think I think it's weird how Japanese villains always are like. I'm like what a troll is evil yeah I don't know man but
1: with Zhang Jong, I was like why is he talking like this
0: <laughs> yeah and also the other guy like what's his name like Chan or Che or something he he talks weird the too I was no like this is remembers. too stylized for me <laughs> yeah wait that poor guy there's literally no reason for him to be ditched at the end of the episode like the creators did not have to write that in, like, the characters did not have to do him dirty like that, but they were like, F you, like, we're just going to forget you.
1: It's funny because, like, <laughs> I feel like when you get introduced to him, you're like, oh, this guy's friends with Zhang Zhang, but then when they go to the camp, <laughs> they all like, hate him, and they're like, oh, yeah, this
0: guy. <laughs> yeah. So he goes, I serve a man. He's a great man. And then the guy is like, Jong Jong wants to talk to you. And he goes, um, "Um, he's a great man. He's a great man. He's a great man. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, the like people that, that had the spears, yeah. Why, why were they talking like that? It would be like, Jong Jong told you not to find Avatar. I was like, why, why oh, did no. they make him talk like this?
1: They're a mysterious tribe of fire, for, fire forest people. And Zhang Zhang also talks weird, so therefore he must have henchmen that talk weird.
0: Like why did they why did they make them talk in like a stereotypical quote unquote broken English? I don't
1: know, but also it's
0: really weird.
1: I'm confused by who they are because like it feels like they're supposed to be like native people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah and I'm like what <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Anyway, it's just like weird. Area was pretty cool though. Like, um, I honestly I this was pretty cool in the settings that they have. The fire festival mm-hmm. place that they went to. I was like, this is fun, mm-hmm. this is nice. Except it's so <laughs> stupid that Aang like saves Katara I'm like
0: I know it's really dumb
1: I know that you're a kid obviously
0: don't be stupid (laughs) yeah seriously that's like also in this episode and like obviously but also in this episode I really felt how like impatient and young is like it's so unbelievable that Zhang Jong is like like You must master master discipline to master the disciplines, and then he's like, "So am I going to be able to shoot fire blasts out of my fist now?" I was like, "What? Who are you? Like, where's the wise little monk kid?" And then he like sits and apologizes. He's like, "I thought about what you said. I promise I'll be more patient." Five seconds later, he's like, "This is the worst fire (laughs) burning lesson ever. I'm going to make fire (laughs) (laughs) fruit." I'm like, "Bro, yeah."
1: But it's interesting because. Like, you know how impatient he is and how he upset he gets when um, Zhang Zhang's like, you have to sit in the squat and, like, feel the rays of the sun and practice your mm-hmm. breathing. That's literally the exact same stuff that all the other firebending teachers tell their students. Like, mm-hmm. Iroh always tells Zuko, like, you have to master the basics first and, like, remember your breath. Mm-hmm. The breath is important. You know? Mm-hmm. Wow interesting but also Zuko does the same thing like when he goes on his um quote unquote fishing trip with Sokka he leaves a note Mm -hmm. telling Aang like you have to practice your squats every time you hear a frog croak
0: yeah that's like growth from Zuko good job yeah because he too like he's like I guess this is the same as when Iroh is like, remember your breath, that you have to learn the basics. But then Zuko obviously is like more focused on like his punching and his muscles and stuff. That's a great yeah. And like we see we see the same thing with um, the blind bandit. Like Bumi's like, you need someone who listens. And then they go to Earth Rumble 6 and see the boulder. And Katara goes, what about the boulder? Like, he seems cool. And Aang is like, mm, Bumi told me I need someone who listens. But he seems like he's just listening to his muscles. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's so fundamental.
1: Wait, what is the episode where Zhao and Zuko have their Agni Kai? I don't know. I'm tempted to
0: say the storm. Ew.
1: Is that nice? Wait, no, that's not because that, that episode is mainly, like, flashbacks. But it is one of the earlier episodes. I think it's, like, episode three or episode four. But, okay, it's definitely episode three, I believe, because episode four is the Warriors of Kyoshi.
0: Southern Air Temple? Yeah. They have an Agni Kai in that.
1: Because actually. there's no, like... Oh,
0: it's when Iroh's like, this is how the Great Commander now yeah. acts in defeat. Yeah. Oh.
1: I love that scene because, like, I don't know. It's funny because I don't really think you're supposed to think that Zuko's going to become good later. But in scenes like mm-hmm. that, I want to root for Zuko, you know?
0: Yeah, that's the thing, like, they're both kind of, like, immature in that scene. But, like, Zuko is literally a teenager, right? And then Zhao, you're like, shouldn't you know better? Like, come on. So then you're kind of like, come on, Zuko. Like, when you grow up, be better than Zhao. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is a great Zhao episode, the deserter.
0: Yeah, dude, this is a great Zhao episode. And also, okay, I mean Zhao, like, in this episode is really consistent with, like, the Zhao character that we see in Siege of the North, is really consistent with the Zhao character that we see, like, in flashbacks from the library. Like, the writers really, like, weaved him in. Like, that, that's that 70% I'm talking about. Like, shows should do this shit, like, where they make characters exist as more than just, like, plot convenience. you know? Except,
1: I have to say, they didn't have to be so heavy-handed about it when... Zhang Zhang was talking about a student in the past who, like, you know, (laughs) didn't have restraint and it showed Zhao. I was like, we don't need to see Zhao. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I get it, you know? Yeah. I really like Um... how Aang listens and uses that against him at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what we should talk about? We should talk about when Aang burns Katara because. I hate that scene so much.
0: I hate that scene. I just don't care. Like, he's just stupid, and I don't really need to know. And then later, Qatar goes to find him, and he's, like, in, like sitting in Zhang Zhang's tent, like, in the candles. He's like, Zhang told me not to, but I did anyway. Ugh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you are so annoying in this moment. He's
1: sitting, like, in the dark, and he's like, I'm never gonna firebend again. And I'm like, Aang,
0: stop. So annoying. But um more than that, I really, really think that the scene when Katara heals her hands and Zhang Zhang comes to talk to her is so significant and it's like so good. Like, I don't really care about Aang burning Katara, he's never gonna fire burn again, whatever. So annoying. But like, when Zhang comes up to Katara, oh, okay, oh my god, I have so many things to say about this. So you know how you were talking about like the strong vendor thing and how it like kind of doesn't make sense in Avatar sometimes? In the scene where Katara heals her hands and Zhang Zhang walks up to her, he says, like, sometimes the, like, powerful waterbenders, the healing ability, yeah. And I was like, wait, healing is, like, a mark of being a powerful waterbender? And I was, like, a little kind of confused by that. And then I thought about your comment about, like, sometimes the world building doesn't really make sense. And, like, the powerful bender concept doesn't really make sense. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that makes
1: no fucking sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Especially
1: cuz in this season and then, they go to the Northern Tribe and it's like only women heal. <laughs> and then, like Katara goes into that like little igloo hut with all these little
0: girls and she's like, "Are you here for the healing lesson?" Right? Yeah. It doesn't make that much sense. And then okay, also I thought that that scene with Zhang Zhang talking to Katara was like a little dramatic, but I think that's kind of supposed to be Jeong Zhang Zhang's characterization to be like oh my god fire it's so so powerful and destructive you know so then he's like talking to katara and i'm like you're kind of annoying because it's so dramatic he's like water i wish i was a waterbender fire it's so destructive i was like okay this is kind of annoying but also the points that he makes are like really really good like i think that like it's thinking more about uh, it's 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 thinking about fire as more than just like fire, like it's thinking about like the implications of fire. You know, it's like almost getting at this kind of like spirituality thing that I love about Avatar, but it's not quite spiritual. It's just like wisdom and thinking deeply, and like things mean things. You know, um, so like that conversation with Katara is a little over dramatic in my opinion, but earlier when he tells Aang like. No, like you don't know water and earth yet. You can't learn fire. In my brain, I was like, why? He has to go in order. But then Zhang Zhang is like, water is soothing and like calm or something. Earth is stable and strong. Like you need to master these before you can move on to fire, which is like alive and destructive. And I was like, wow, that's great reasoning. I'm totally on board with that. It's not just random. Yeah.
1: I really like. Zhang Zhang's wisdom that he gives to Aang in this episode, but also like that speech that he gives to Katara, where he's like, Oh, fire brings destruction, but water is like healing. Mm-hmm. I really like that talk, you know, but I especially like that talk given what we know about like the firebending masters when the sun people are like, Oh, fire is life, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoy how bad and like all the elements are good. I like how they show yeah. aspects of how can kind of have like its yin and its yang, you know? Yeah, dude. Except, I, I guess, totally like, agree. for air, they don't really show it that much in Avatar. They show it more in like Legend of Korra. But mm. people don't like Legend of Korra, so I won't mention it. I won't count it. It's me. I'm yeah. people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also really liked the line that Zhang Jong said that, like, a rock won't move itself without a bender, but fire will spread of its own accord. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you gave yourself <laughs> chills. <laughs> no. Zhang Zhang gave me chills.
1: Oh, my God. But then, like, right after that, like, right after... Zhang Zhang and Katara have this wonderful conversation. There's like a fire blast, and like Zhao is yeah. there.
0: And like, <laughs> okay, this is an example. He goes, Go, or you will be destroyed. Yeah. I'm like, Zhang
1: Zhang's what? voice actor is doing too much. He's like, Go, you must hurry. And I'm like, Why is he talking like this? Yeah. But yeah, I like it when Zhao appears. Oh, <laughs> But then that's when Katara goes, and she's like, Aang, you have to come. And Aang's like, I'm emo. I'm never gonna fly a <laughs> <your> bed. <laughs> um, but why did Zhang Zhang just like disappear? Like disappear? Putin? Yeah, like why didn't he stay to fight?
0: <laughs> why did he have to disappear like that? They couldn't just show him like escaping. Like I don't it's know. It's
1: also annoying because he like smirks and then he disappears into a flame <laughs> of fire, and
0: I was like okay we get it you're a master mysterious (laughs) um i think that obviously the fight between ang and zhao is like legendary you know and very memorable i really liked like at times it felt a little heavy-handed with how mm, tunnel visioned zhao was i was like can you really not see it like that's so crazy like from his first punch like already there's like the forest is burning, you know? Um, But I think there's, like, kind of a part in the animation or, like, at the end of the fight where you sort of see him, like, snap out of his tunnel vision. And I can't really decide if I think it's, like, heavy-handed or if it's believable, but I kind of liked it.
1: I think it's believable. I mean, like, given what we know about his character, or even Zuko, you know, they can get so Mm -hmm. consumed in their hunt that I think Mm -hmm. that, for me, it wasn't that big of a problem. And I really liked Aang like being like, no, but you have and like showing mm-hmm. the destruction. I was like, damn, you're kinda cool, I guess. Yeah.
0: I love when Aang snaps into the realization and then he starts just like going ham. He's like, I don't know why, but I thought you'd be better than Zuko. That's and, like his animation so is so like, funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Like,
1: wow, he's kind of a savage. It's
0: <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> and
1: then like it ends. With the jow just going, Rah, ha,
0: ha. <laughs> and like the fire, like, grows. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, and then like the episode kind of ends with like humor, right? Like, first of all, again, that guy just gets ditched for no reason because I don't know why they just said F you. <laughs> And then the humor where Katara's like, I guess I've always had healing. And Sokka's like, wait a second. And then he like had two fish hooks in his finger. Whoa, he's so quirky. Like, it's actually really funny. Um, And I think earlier, a really, really funny part is when the guy who gets ditched, he's like, Zhang Zhang was the first to leave the army and live. I was the second, but you don't get to be a living legend for that. I was like, rip.
1: (laughs) Kind of funny. Funny, it's sad that like he's painted as incompetent, but like he escaped the Fire Nation army and survived like Dammastown yeah. or something. But then all we do is see him fail,
0: yeah. Also, when he's throwing these little bombs, I'm like, What are you doing? <laughs> like, what is your power? Yeah, is he not a firebender? Mm-hmm. Interesting, no comment, but like that humor. I'm like, uh, classic Avatar humor. It's genuinely funny to me. Compared to the beginning of like the Avatar Roku episode, I was like, what? what, what is this? I was like, like, is
1: this humor? Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's weird. Didn't laugh. Also, okay, it's not important at all, but I just want to say it because it's been in my mind since watching it. At the beginning of the Avatar Roku episode, when they first leave the town, oh, you know what? There's a funny moment where the, the villager is like, you gotta fly quickly, and Aang is like, "Thank you so much." He's like, "Get out!" He's like, "Go!" <laughs> <laughs> That's like really funny, right? And then right after that, there's a really weird show. moon. Is like so big, and it looks so weird. And when I was watching it, I was like, I couldn't rip my eyes away. But I was like, what "Am I looking at nothing?" But I just wanted to say it.
1: <laughs> I like the moon. I think that. When oh I love Yue being the moon spirit and like mm. coming back either to scare Sokka or give some wisdom to Aang. I thought I mm-hmm. thought that was great, mm-hmm. but we Agreed. can talk about that in the next episode because oh my god I got really scared for a second and for some reason I thought we were going to be watching the storm, but no we're watching the blue spirit and Siege of the North part one and two. Be nice. I'm so excited. Although
0: I'm still kind of surprised that we put the Blue Spirit as, like, number two. I think the Blue Spirit's good. I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah, like, um, you know why I think we put it in the two spot? Because Mm. when we were looking at the IMDB list, they also put that as right below of the North. Mm. And also, we couldn't think of any other episode to put there.
0: Makes sense.
1: I think it's really good. I think that that's an example of Zuko's head being so big and his face being so small. And it's a great Zhao episode, too.
0: I agree. You know what? I think the Blue Spirit is like a pretty tight episode. Like from start to finish, there's no part where I'm like, what is this? Versus like Avatar Roku, like the beginning. I didn't know it would be that weird, but I knew it kind of lags until the action starts. Um, And the deserter too, like the festival part, I'm like, ugh, this, okay. But then it gets really good. But I think the Blue Spirit is pretty good from start to finish. Yeah, I think that the Blue Spirit is pretty tight, like you
1: said, where I'm not super down to watch Siege of the North part one. But i agree that you can't just watch part two without part one because yeah. like watching part two of the winter solstice i was like wait what what's
0: happening yeah and then like especially with siege of the north how could you just not
1: like i know where it you like, leaves dive off. right
0: in and like ang is in a cave yeah somewhere like a... i yeah. know
1: exactly where it leaves off and i'm like in part one they don't really do anything but thinking about yeah. how like basically confused I was when watching Um, Avatar Roku I'm like nah we have to watch part one also I mean we're not going to talk about it that much because what's there to talk about you know Yep. but I'm excited I think part two is so good I think you know part two of Seizures in the North might be in my top five for Avatar
0: wait is Ko in part one yes I love the co scene. I love it. I love it.
1: I I think it's pretty good too. But yeah, you can talk about that (laughs) when we get there. Um. So ranking. Um. Okay.
0: I would say Avatar Roku. Three point nine magma tunnels out of five. Magma tunnels. (laughs) You know, they walk through the tunnels made out of magma. Okay. No, that seems low but I'm thinking about siege of the north coming up so I, I can't go too high I know in the past I just recklessly like made stuff really high so nobody compare my rankings to each other because they're not <laughs> relative to each other um and then the deserter 3.8 burning leaves out of five burning leaves <laughs> um <laughs> This is hard, because honestly, I think Oh that... my god, I thought of something random to say about the deserter. What? When Sokka eats the festival food, he eats them through the, the mouth of the mask. It doesn't uh, make yeah. sense. Okay, I don't get it. that. <laughs>
1: um, I think that... Because, like, after Roku, I only really liked the second part of it. Yeah. So I would say that... If I were writing the part set, like, the second part would easily be, like, a 4.25 mm-hmm. um, fire sages out of 5, but then part mm-hmm. 1 would be, like, a 3 fire sages out of 5. Mm-hmm. So in combining them, I would have to put it, I don't really know math, so I'm going to also put it at a 3.9 fire sages okay. out of 5. Um, for the deserter... Mm, it's like the same thing i think yeah. that i like it because of what it adds to avatar mm-hmm. but like it's an episode by itself i think it's like a 3.5 fire flakes out of five wow surprisingly yeah.
0: well but yeah i yeah. agree i was thinking about why i would rate avatar roku higher than the deserter right after i did it i thought it was strange but i think it's that Avatar Roku connects so like closely to the lore, whereas the deserter is just like some personal journey. Yeah. I think that
1: I like like I think there are parts that connect to the lore, like the firebending speech. Um, I also really like the way that Katara's healing abilities are introduced. Mm. But mm-hmm. besides that, like again, I want to rate it high because of the Zhao reveal. But it was so heavy handed that if you didn't get <laughs> it, I would be like, Are you stupid?
0: Lame. You know, this is a kid's show, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Like, I think the library reveal is way better. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, okay. next week we'll be covering The Blue Spirit and Siege of the North, part one and two, which will be the end of book oh. one. Yeah, 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 woo. But then after that, we have to, like, after we watch, we the, have to blues, watch the worst episodes of Earth. Yeah, which are the no. Avatar State and the Earth King.
0: No! <laughs> okay, whatever. That's a later problem. It's time to end this episode. We've said nothing for the last 10 minutes. We really
1: did. <laughs> so, um, goodbye. Bye.